Hello, and welcome to the Anniversary Brothers podcast, where we celebrate the anniversaries of your favorite TV shows and movies. I'm your host, Aaron Sarnecki, and I am joined by my co-host, Josh Sarnecki, my brother. Hey, that's me. Yep. Uh, Josh told me right before we started recording that he has a sore throat, so um, I'll, I, I won't try to ask too much of you. You know, I won't. This isn't a podcast that will ask you to uh, sing, you know, Smash Mouth or anything. Oh, that's that's very kind of you. You know, I was I was I got my tea here just in case because you never know when it's going to be required of you to start belting out Smash Mouth. But uh, I appreciate it. Right. Um, that was, of course, reference to our Shrek podcast, which we did a couple months ago. So um, we're here for our July edition of our TV podcast. And we are here to talk about the uh, 25th anniversary of Hey Arnold, which aired on uh, Nickelodeon from uh, 1996 to, uh, what was it, 2001, 2002? 2004, actually. 2004, okay. Right, because um, it ended around the same time that the movie came out, I think, so... Yes. Yeah, the movie was related to that last season. Right. Uh, so, yeah, um, one of Nickelodeon's longest uh, running shows up to that point. Uh, yeah, although I think the reason you were confused is like there was a, a long gap in between the release of episodes. Right. Yeah, I, I, I thought you see why I was confused is I thought I read that they produced some of these episodes, I think in like 2001, 2002, but they weren't aired until later, closer to the movie's release. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like they were steadily releasing up until 2001. And then it got kind of segmented um, from 2002 to 2004. So uh, yeah, that was likely in conjunction with the, the release of the movie. Right. And um, that, isn't the most unusual thing. Um, we talked about Batman, the animated series where they had like a back, like seven or eight episodes that they released. And there was like a, you know, nine month to 10 month gap between the last episode and those like seven episodes. Yeah. Um, but the difference between this show, which is nice is that, the order that all these episodes aired supposedly is like it's the production order. So there's no situation like when we did Batman where the final final aired, you know, episode, you know, was not what they like intended to be the last episode. Right. Or like with Jackie Chan. With Jackie Chan, where... actually follows the order it's supposed to. Right. So, um, 25 years ago, I hope that's not making you feel too old, Josh. Uh, I'm, I'm, I can feel my bones just, just, just cracking as we talk about this, just turning to dust. Right. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably are familiar with Hey Arnold, but Josh, could you give just a a brief summary of what the show is about. I would be happy to. So Hey Arnold is all about a kid named Arnold. Uh, surprise, surprise. 
who is a nine-year-old living in the fictional city of Hillwood. Uh, funny, I always thought it was New York for some reason. Don't know why. Um, but they, he lives in Hillwood with his grandparents um, in a boarding house that they um, run. And really, the whole show was about Arnold's adventures in Hillwood with his classmates and friends, including his best friend, Gerald, and the um, bully who secretly has a crush on Arnold, Helga. Um, And it goes through Arnold's um, adventures, learning about some of the kind of myths around the the city, uh, kind of like these kind of strange figures who he sometimes gets to know and befriend, um, as well as the people in the boarding house who he ends up helping out. So basically it's it's not meant to be a, like a lesson of the week kind of show, but it, it ultimately does come back to Arnold being this kind-hearted kid who is put in these situations where he's forced to help people or make a tough decision. Yeah, I think that's a a very good summary of the show. I just, I find it funny that, especially when adults need Arnold to help them with their problems, it's like, oh, my marriage is failing. I got to ask this <laughs> nine-year-old kid how to help me. Yeah, they uh, they throw some pretty big stuff onto Arnold. I, yeah, uh, it's, it's the weight of the world on this fourth year fourth grader, even yeah, he, for like the the most dramatic of you know fiction series. I mean, the only thing I can think of is maybe like Star Wars with you know young Anakin Skywalker, but that's certainly a very different show <laughs> or, or movie. Yeah, I think Arnold may need to go some therapy after the events of all this. Ooh, and uh, that actually will bring up the a topic of one episode that I did watch. So we'll, uh, but before we get into that, um, so uh, the air, though we did mention that the the dates in which the episodes aired were in you know production order. Um, like kind of most cartoons it seemed at this point i don't know if maybe earlier cartoons in the 80s didn't do this but with uh hey arnold there was a pilot that was produced and uh the uh nickelodeon greenlit the series after watching and um to generate buzz for the show which came out in october of 96 they attached uh the pilot to Harriet the Spy, which was Nickelodeon's first uh, original theatrical movie, um, which we saw in theaters. But I bet you, from what I just you know asked you before we we talked, you don't remember much of anything about Harriet the Spy. Okay, I just looked it up, and I do remember a little bit more than well, it not I don't remember it, but it's it's bringing things to mind. So I thought I remember. Um, Michelle Trachtenberg being in it. Yeah. Um, and then I, I totally forgot that Rosie O'Donnell was in it as the, the bad guy. Was she, was she the bad guy? I thought she was like helpful. Did she turn out to be bad at the end? I, I don't maybe, even Maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't you, know. you could be right. I, my recollection is that she was actually one of the people helping Harriet. Like she was sort of like a mentor character, but maybe it was one of those shows that's like, 
oh no, the person you thought was being the helpful, you know, mentor character is actually the villain. I don't know. Uh, Maybe may- I'm probably wrong. You could be you right. Uh, I'm just basing that off of the, the, the poster. It looks like Rosie O'Donnell's on the poster and she looks like she's in a, like a villainous kind of smirk on her face. So I don't know. Anyway, okay, maybe. I don't know. Rosie O'Donnell actually did a lot of stuff with Nickelodeon in the nineties up until I think like the early two thousands. Um, she, they did, I don't know. She was just really involved with the network. I know that they had, uh, when they had their little like Christmas, uh, stop motion special, they, the, she was the one who narrated it. She hosted the, uh, Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards multiple times. So I don't know. She was super involved for some reason. Uh, so I guess it only makes sense that she would have been in that movie. Uh, yeah. So, and I was definitely wrong. She was not the bad guy. Okay, <laughs> you just. I don't know. But anyway, um yeah, I we saw we did see that movie in theaters and I have a very very vague recollection of there being an Arnold short before it. I read somewhere else said that was after it, but that doesn't make any sense cuz nobody would have been in the theater. Mm. So I'm pretty sure it was before it. Uh but but anyway, uh this short is kind of sort of the first episode. Um, they later made it into a full episode in the show, but the, basically the gist of the pilot is Arnold is uh, playing baseball at recess. Uh, he hits a line drive and bonks uh, the other school boy, the, the, the boy bully uh harold in the head and harold wants to get back at him now he says we're gonna fight you know tomorrow and then it's uh, all about arnold like trying to like well what am i gonna do uh how can i get out of this uh meanwhile meanwhile helga is constant because even though she likes arnold she has this really kind of weird dynamic where she maybe it's not weird she for in in like a childhood kind of way where she feels the need to constantly bully him and then you know pine over him in secret so she keeps reminding him that he has so many hours before he dies (laughs) so she has like a bullhorn she says it uh he's listening to radio in the morning and she called it in he uh, he opens the newspaper and it says it on the front page. Mm. Um, so yeah. Um, and then Arnold, um, through some conversation, I think it's with his grandma decides that if he decide if he acts crazy and he, you know, kind of roughs himself up, like nobody wants to fight a crazy person. So he has this whole like dance routine where he has a song, where he likes to smash and plates over his head and stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah. I don't want to fight Arnold. He's too crazy. And then at the end, it's like the kids are like, well, I, we want to see a fight. And then it's either Harold or Helga just points to two of the side characters and it's like, you two fight. And then they just start fighting and that's how it ends. 
Okay. Yeah, that does sound familiar. Right. Now yeah, they, I think it, it was a first season episode they later later made it into. Um definitely uh more simplistic art in that pilot. Um it probably would have looked actually pretty bad on the big screen <laughs> how simplistic <laughs> it was. Uh especially since people are used to seeing like Disney movies on the big screen and now you got this thing that looks like it was just like a easy pencil job and they color it in but um i don't know i I still think that in a way it's it's kind of charming i will say that and i know you watched uh the first episode that aired on nickelodeon Mm -hmm. um that the character designs got a little better as the show went on um, the animation definitely improved. The animation in the show was definitely better than in the pilot, but even the first season of the the show, the, the, the models are a little strange. Like, So Arnold has this, a head that's shaped like a football, but it's like so like wide and thin <laughs> in like the first season that it was just a little too much. They, they made it better as the show went on. Uh, I think if we're talking about in terms of animation, I think once they got the like, there were five seasons. Once they got the like season three, I think that's kind of like the style that I liked. They later went from cells, so drawing on cells to digital ink and paint. Uh, yeah, di- uh, yeah, digital paint and ink. That's what it is. Um, so that brightened it up. So I like the colors, I guess, more of the digital ink and paint, uh, paint and ink. Uh, but there is something more fluid about the completely hand-drawn. Yeah, I mean... Oh, what were you going to say? Well, I I do remember the art shifting um, as the series progressed. Right. Um, I mean, overall, it improved the same way that um, other shows, I think, on Nickelodeon improved with their animation um like doug and uh rugrats uh yeah there was a very common trend for for whatever reason of, and it's probably just because they got more popular it wouldn't be surprising they were able or able to hire a, you know a larger animation staff or just were able to put more time into it um so you watched the first episode like most cartoons of that time period, uh, you had, you know, the episode, which was split in half. You had A, a side the episode, B side. Um, except for hey, hey Arnold also had some episodes that were a full 22 minutes instead of split. But that didn't happen too much. Mm-hmm. Um, the first episode that aired, uh, is called, is what's called downtown as fruits, right? That's what it's called. <laughs> yes. Downtown as fruits. And it's when, uh, the school is holding a play, uh, that's all about the food groups and, uh, Gerald and Arnold are playing the fruits and, uh, they decide because Helga is being mean to them and she's the one running the show that they're just going to kind of play hooky 
um, and ride the bus all the way around the city until they get back. But the problem is that um, the sun, the bus stops at the bus station and now they're stuck downtown dressed as a strawberry and a banana. <laughs> <laughs> you know, very relatable. I'm sure we've all been right. there. Uh, and so part of their situation is, well, how do we get back home? Uh, how do we get rid of these stupid costumes? Uh, Gerald didn't even wear anything underneath his because he says that polyester makes him hot or whatever. It makes him overheat or or it might have been itchy. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, it makes I think he makes him sweat. That's what it was. So uh, what what was your impression of watching that? I don't know if you remembered that episode. Oh, I definitely remember the episode. I was surprised to learn that it was the first episode, though, uh, not counting the the pilot. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know what else other episode. I think I think as a first episode, even if you haven't watched the pilot. It does explain who everybody is pretty well. Like these, this is Hart Arnold. This is best friend Gerald. This is Helga. This is, you know, how she bullies Arnold, but is secretly in love with him. Um, and this is the city that they live in. So I don't know. I think it does a pretty good job of explaining things. Yeah. I mean, it definitely doesn't go out of its way to like say, okay, here's this person and here's that person. Like it's, it's not a, like an introduction to the world right. as much as it just, uh, just puts you right in the middle of it and says, you'll, you'll catch up, you'll figure it out. Yeah. It's not that hard. Um, which it's not. You you get a, a fairly good sense of the characters. I think from mostly the first episode. this episode and the episode f- or the the second part, the B uh, part of this episode, they're mostly focused on introducing Arnold and his classmates. I don't even know if his grandparents are in either the uh, this or Eugene's bike, which is the B part of this episode. Uh, no, they're not right uh which is kind of surprising because they were two pretty big parts of the the show i mean definitely the most significant adult characters in the show right um but was just like what about the i think that for the most part even for hey arnold some of the plot of this episode is maybe a little outlandish Um, (laughs) a little bit a little bit but i think for the most part the premise works i think the only part that i was a little like okay this is goofy is the part where so they they're sitting you know at you know the payphone or whatever and Mm -hmm. they're waiting they're trying to figure out what to do and somebody throws them a bag of money because apparently there was some supposed to be some sort of crime deal where so, these crooks were supposed to dress up as a strawberry a banana. They happen to be dressed up what the crooks are supposed to be dressed up as. So they get a bag of like hundred dollar bills. That's not the part I find outlandish, even though that sounds very outlandish. If that's not. No. Because that's just part. It's just supposed to be funny. It's not supposed to make sense. The part that I just thought was 
like okay they're letting them in this pool hall with all these adults and they're just like okay we're gonna you know play pool with these adults you know they don't need any adult supervision we're gonna buy everybody soda on the house or not on the house but on them that that part was just like okay this is kind of goofy they're like dancing on the pool table i'm like yeah i mean even for like a cartoon i feel like that was a little like a little much but i don't think it like derails it in any way yeah i mean there there's definitely a reading of this episode where it's about um neglectful parents not knowing where their kids are and their kids getting lost and in dangerous situations where they could be seriously harmed because they're they, they have no way to contact their families because the pay phone is broken and here they are without any money until they just happen to get you know this money just thrown at them from a car and then all of a sudden they are in mortal danger because the people who stole that are trying to get back at them or trying to get the money back Right. So this could this could be a very dark episode if it wasn't uh, played for laughs. Uh, the running joke being like, "Wow, everyone downtown's so nice. They just throw money at you." Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think overall, it, it, I feel like you look a lot of comedy in that way. The line between comedy and tragedy, I feel like, is very thin, um, and it all just depends on the way that whatever show or movie is depicting it decides to go. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, you know, Gerald, he could have overheated in that strawberry suit, could have <laughs> ended up in the hospital, you know, right. it could have been very serious. Right. Um, I, I also, I, there was another part that I thought was kind of goofy was that. So because they, they missed their part of the play. Um, Helga has what Eugene and Harold stretch their their bit, yes. which is the the meats uh, uh, the meats portion of the play, and this crowd is terrible to these kids. They're you know you know the tip, typical throwing rotten food at them. It's just like these are a bunch of fourth graders, and you're you know you know, throwing stuff at them. How terrible. Well, it's, it's made even worse when you consider that all the people in the audience are probably their parents. Yeah. <laughs> so their parents and loved ones are throwing rotten food at them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's just one of those, like, if you look at certain uh, plots of certain shows, especially like cartoons you always find something really absurd about it. Um, I know whenever we watch a Charlie Brown special, we're always like, they just walked right into Charlie Brown's house without even knocking. Yeah. Yeah. And that is where you have to let go of the real world logic. Like, okay, this is a cartoon. It's going to play by. It's like, come on. His dog is cooking for him. And he's like, come on, Snoopy, we have a lot of guests. Quit fooling around. Yeah, so mean, Charlie Brown. If your dog's already cooking for you, at least show some gratitude. Right. Uh, anyway, no, go, going back to, to Downtown as Fruits, I will say I 
I remember this episode fairly well, but I was fairly disappointed by it because I think they used the image of them in the fruit costumes in a lot of commercials and other uh, promotional material. But when it came down to the episode, I felt it was fairly lackluster. There was nothing that was super funny um, for me on the outset. Um, there was kind of those moments of absurdity you've mentioned, but other than that, I really didn't find myself, um, you know, being that impressed with the humor and it didn't have the, um, kind of the more moralistic parts of the, the series that I typically, uh, appreciate more at this point. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. I think this is sort of a weak episode to start on, uh, to, um, and then the uh, B side of this episode was Eugene's bike, um, mm-hmm. which is uh, Eugene, uh, who they don't really go into this episode. They just call him like a geeky kid. But in later episodes, he's dubbed the the class jinx, meaning that something always something bad always happens to him and people around him. Uh, and this they paint it more like bad things happen to Eugene because Arnold is there. Yeah, they definitely get that sense of is is Arnold the one who's at fault? And wasn't there an episode where they they questioned that? Like, if, if Arnold's really the one who's bad luck? You see, that's what I was trying to remember. I could have sworn there was an episode where Eugene is like, Arnold, you're a jinx. I don't want to hang around you. Uh, I don't remember. There are several episodes all about Eugene, so... Um, yeah, um, in this episode, Arnold, he's tying his shoelace and he accidentally knocks over all the bikes on the bike rack and Eugene's new bike that he's super proud of that he shows off to his classmates gets run over by what a street sweeper. Yes. And then Arnold makes, tries to make it up to. Eugene, uh, you know, it's like, I'm going to do this for you. Uh, first, he just tries to fix his bike. That goes horribly wrong when Eugene, he forgets to br- put on the brake cable and Eugene hits a, slams right into a, an open car door and ends <laughs> up in the hospital. Pretty horrific for, you know, I mean, obviously it's a kid's show. They don't actually show the crash. Um and then after he gets out of the hospital, which when Arnold closes the door, the uh, the nine on the door swings around on the nail. So it looks like a six. And the hospital staff thinks that Eugene is in the room where they're supposed to give the person um, a tonsillectomy. Um, and right. then they also take out his spleen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then Arnold's like, I feel so bad. We're going to do all these fun things and I'll make it up to you. So they go, you know, to a baseball game. Eugene tries to catch uh, a foul ball and uh, gets beamed right in the eye or right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He tries to catch a home run ball and it hits him in the eye. Uh, you know, they're the doing other stuff hot dog get one at the park would have actually worked if they'd done that at uh the 
baseball game too but they for some reason they decide they're going okay park is better for hot dogs than baseball apparently uh he chokes um arnold has to oh no 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 the see that i was wrong the he he just hits his head with the ball it's when they do the heimlich that oh, it yeah. shoots the chunk of hot dog shoots out of his mouth bounces off a, a fountain statue and hits him in the eye then uh you know they're sightseeing they have one of those little viewfinder things uh the one that eugene's on <laughs> is not screwed properly so he falls into the lake yes uh all these bad things and then arnold's like i'm so so sorry all these bad things have happened to you and eugene's like don't worry about it you know, I had so much fun today. And then Arnold's like, okay, that feels all right. And then as he, or Eugene leaves on the bus, his arm gets stuck in the, the bus doors. That's basically how it ends. So I don't yeah. know. Did, did, you, did you feel like comedy wise, this, this episode is similar to the other one? Or do you think that this one is a little better? I think it's a tad better. Um, just because it does involve a lot of slapstick comedy. Um, like if you're, if you're used to, to three stooges ask humor, it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of on par with that. Um, so I thought in, in some ways it was funnier. The, the thing that I guess bothered me about the episode is I feel like it, it goes somewhat contrary to what I kind of think is like the thesis of the show of like, there's weird people out there and you need to treat them with respect. Um, and like the episode like goes out of its way to like make fun of like Arnold's like more, uh, his, his, his classmates with odd interests and, and Eugene's just kind of painted as one of the geeks. So I don't know. It, it kind of like gave me a little bit of a, uh, like a sense that there was there was a disconnect between this and what the series was going for overall, right? Uh, and Eugene is sort of an odd character in that regard. When you know he's dubbed like the class jinx in later episodes, uh, where I don't know if they're sort of like I don't know if it's sort of like the effort of the the uh, the show to be like, well, we're just like a one trick pony where it's all about Arnold, like helping people with their problems. He always supposed to feel really good at the end where they're sort of like, well, sometimes he can help try to help people. And it's just like things don't work out because things don't work out in real life. Not that, I mean, some people probably claim they have, you know, ridiculously bad luck and nothing ever goes right in their life. I mean, that's certainly not true though. Yeah, I, I I don't know if the show was necessarily going for that point of, you know, even a kind-hearted person trying their best can't fix everything. Um, I think it was more just for the humor of it. Like, look, no matter how hard Arnold tries, it still doesn't work. Right. Uh, but that does come with a sense of pathos as well, you know, from, you know, pulling on our own experiences. Like, hey, have you thought of a time when you've tried really hard to do something nice for someone, but just seemed like no matter how hard you tried, it didn't work. Um, 
so it, it has that humor and it also has the the emotional beat where you can really feel for both um Eugene but more more so Arnold I think it, it kind of puts you more in Arnold's shoes than does Eugene's even though he's the one who's kind of getting most of the the suffering right it's 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 you know more of a guilt thing than like a physical or emotional suffering like oh my bike is destroyed oh my spleen was taken out <laughs> right you're I I don't think the show ever makes you feel bad for Eugene except through Arnold um like every every time Eugene gets hurt, and I think this is a, a running thing of this show, it's it's always more for laughs than it is for anything else. Um, right. Like getting your your tonsils and your spleen removed by accident is like pretty horrific medical malpractice. Yeah, it um, is. Though you don't need either. Right, but still, it's just okay. This is. I mean, I, it, it, they never it, would have been like, oh, they took my <laughs> they took my kidney. Cause, like that is like that would be like whoa you can't do that that's too dark for a kid's show yeah but i i i just i i don't get the sense that eugene is a character you're supposed to feel for outside of his relationship with arnold and i i think that's true of a lot of the characters and that's one of the one of the trends of the show is that it'll often take one episode to delve into the relationship between Arnold and someone. Um, I know there's, you know, specific episodes for Arnold and, and Harold, the bully. Um, there's obviously a lot of them between him and Helga because she's the, the bully slash crush. Uh, but then there's also some for the more side characters like Sid and Stinky and Phoebe. So it, it's all there, but this was kind of Eugene's episode but even for being Eugene's episode, it was still all about Arnold. Right. I think that's pretty fair. Um, I think that the reason that the comedy works a little better in this episode is the way that I, there's the, 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 the long segment where they do like they're going to the baseball game. They're going to the park. The fact that they do it in like a sort of like, these are a bunch of snapshots instead of uh it's going to be, you know, one, you know, like a, just a regular montage. Uh, mm. You know what it is? So it's just like, it, it, it's sort of like a frame by frame almost. Yeah, I was I think, I think surprised that, they did that. I was surprised they did that, but I think it actually works better that way. I think that part of it has, I don't know, it, 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 it kind of makes... Well, I was I was gonna say that it's kind of like watching uh, a, an old low frame rate Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that. I was thinking more of it just as maybe more than anything a, a time constraint and just wanting to cut the fat of the transitions and just right. yeah, <laughs> get you know. from one joke um, to the next. I, I don't know. I, for me, I think it makes it a little funnier. Um, because uh, I don't know the, the the fact that it kind of like I don't, there's something like kind of like time capsule about it for some reason kind of like it, it's sort of like like you're almost like looking at like this is like if they were supposed to have like a, a photo book of their day this is what what their photos are 
That is a good comparison. Um, and as like this being the like the the best day of Eugene's life, the day that he should never forget, that does track. Um, for some reason, actually, there's a sequence, and most people have probably never compared these two things, but it reminds me of a sequence in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, where they all <laughs> go to the city, and it has like this like really old timey music, and it's like them going to the city that has like picture. I don't know why. It just reminds me of that. If if you if enough. anybody who's listening has seen if you've seen that if you've seen this you might know what I'm talking about. I don't know. So so which one is Butch Cassidy and which one's the Sundance Kid in this case? Oh, it, it doesn't go that far. <laughs> I know. I was joking. I was joking. Uh, so, but um, yeah, and I think. I don't know. It's just some of the images I think are kind of funny. Like uh, the, I, I know you might feel differently. Eugene getting blinded by this chunk of hot dog. Uh, it's just so absurd. I mean, at the same time, it's like, wow, this, you know, hot dog stand guy is a jerk. He's just like, I'm not going to help you. Just read this hot, uh, this Heimlich maneuver manual. I did think that was funny. Um, no, it, it it does have some pretty some pretty good um, physical comedy, and I I think you're right that the the montage aspect of it does add to it. Um, it's just the 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 episode overall I I think is a bit stronger, or at least a bit funnier than Downtown is Roots. Right. Um, but neither one of them is really one of my favorite episodes right so i know you wa- i've actually watched a ton of episodes um i know you watched a few um you watched the one uh with the spelling bee which i remember and i remember that one being as far as like comedy of the show and at, at, at the same time sort of not having like a moral necessarily but like having a little something else to it I think like that one was like a better like display of like it has comedy. It sort of has like not a message, but like there is some sort there's something more than just, you know, the goofiness of it. Uh, I mean, what what do you think? I, 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 they're definitely my favorite part of that is probably when the kid is in the spelling bee. It's one of Arnold's classmates. It's one of like the really side characters. It's either like Curly or somebody, I think. And he has an earpiece. His family is reading to him the answers to the words. And he drops his earpiece and he gets busted. Oh, no, I don't think that's supposed to be one of his classmates. I think it's just some random kid who we never see again. Oh, okay. But I thought I always thought that was really funny. Oh, I agree. That is the, the funniest part of the episode. Um, especially I know you had told me about people doing similar schemes for well, who wants to be a millionaire. So I don't know if that was a reference to, to well, this probably, oh, no, well, that, that, that so. happened after this, right. but no, that so was that invo- them. maybe that involved, uh, people coughing in the, in the audience, uh, and coughing when they were, you know, gonna choose the wrong answer then they would cough and then well, no they were choosing the wrong one Smart. uh right uh but then like i said um part of it is uh 
there's uh Helga is uh expected to win the 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 spelling bee because her dad is like your sister won this spelling bee she was so great like you need to win it and bring you know uh you know honor, honor. to our family <laughs> yeah and then like sort of like getting back at her dad for being like so domineering she decides to flub the last word so uh arnold can win right even though it's the word that her sister used to win and her dad has told her the story about it right right yeah yeah um no this does have this one actually is surprising for me in that it has a few different layers of its kind of moral and this is where I, I don't know how much the show wanted to get into this, but it also gets into to some parenting things of like they, there's a clear juxtaposition between Helga's dad, um, who is constantly berating her and putting all this pressure on her and, you know, just not really valuing you her as much as just wanting her to measure up to her sister versus Arnold's grandfather coming up and saying like, Hey, you know, your grandmother and I are still going to be proud of you no matter what, you know, win or lose, you know, we're happy to be your grandparents. Just there, there's a clear distinction of like, this is appropriate, healthy parenting. And this is not, and I don't think that's a message for kids. I don't know if the show was specifically sending this out to the parents who are watching with their kids, but there, there was this sense of, Arnold's learning a lesson that, you know, he should do his best, even if he's concerned that he can't win and he should not throw it just to, um, even if it means getting the money, because Helga's dad offers to, to give him the, the same amount of money he would have won for winning the spelling bee if he throws the spelling bee so that Helga will win. Um, and so it, it goes to Arnold's sense of, um, integrity of like no i need to to do my best even if it means i may not get the money helga learns a lesson of you know i shouldn't have to put up with my my domineering father and i shouldn't have to um be forced into this and there's also like another parental thing so i i don't know if you got that sense or if i'm just making things up okay it's been a while since this i I watched this episode but it's been it's been a little while but um I think that's all it's all true. I think that's all what the episode is about. Um, and so attached to this episode and this this was an episode that you very much talked to me about when we were talking about episodes to watch um, is the the episode about Pigeon Man, which is one of these sort of uh, mythological characters that like this has uh in the city has so there's like monkey man who's a guy who runs around and shouts monkey man mm. um there's like apparently like a guy called like the sewer king or yes yeah and there's pigeon man who's a guy who lives on top of uh a, the roof of a building raising pigeons and everyone says like oh he's like half bird or he's weird and it's all about arnold uh even though they never, 
thing about cartoons, especially where they introduce an element that they never, I think, ever talk about again, that Arnold has a pet pigeon. Yeah, I don't think they ever go into that again. So, but he, but his his pigeon is sick. He goes to the pigeon man to help him, and then he learns about the pigeon man, um, and you know he convinces uh, pigeon man to come. I don't think they ever give pigeon man whatever his real name is. They do. His his real name is Vincent. Oh yeah, it is. Okay, so Vincent, he um he convinces him like must be lonely up on the rooftop all by yourself with just these pigeons. Why don't you go to, uh, I'll take you out. We can go for like pizza and ice cream. Uh, the kids, you know, hear the other kids like Harold and some of the others, like they hear like, Oh, pigeon man is, uh, he's, uh, he's out of his, you know, his, uh, place. Let's go trash it. Then Arnold comes back and then like, I don't know. The whole point of the episode is like Vincent, the pigeon man doesn't really connect with people. And he like, he views people very negatively as like, you know, they're just kind of destructive and they won't leave him alone because he's different. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, it's sort of about like Arnold shows him that like, yeah, there are some bad people, but there are people like Arnold who, you know, who, you know, they don't care that you're different. They see you as, you know, you know, a valuable person. And that's really what the episode is about. In the end, Pigeon Man, uh, he gets, he has a bunch of pigeons that like, he has, what's it like? Do they just carry him or does he have like a, like a plane, not a plane, but like, uh, is he completely carried by pigeons or is it, he have some sort of like, uh, wings or something. So he has a special jacket on that has these pull strings and each of the pigeons grabs a pull string and just carries him off that way. He doesn't have any like, okay. I couldn't remember. Right. I mean, you know, in terms of real world physics, I don't think that like, six six pigeons could carry you know uh it was more than six pigeons okay fine uh nine pigeons could carry (laughs) could carry this you know hundred you know 65 pound man (laughs) you know what i'm gonna test it now i'm gonna i'm gonna collect a bunch of pigeons and mythbusters can can pigeons carry you off a rooftop Yes, that's the but, can. um, uh, just talking about this episode and it really reminds me of, uh, the hunchback of Notre Dame, which we talked about, uh, in our last podcast, which featured Quasimodo nurturing, uh, a baby bird until he could fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they were going for that, but it definitely has a similar, like he's high above. Pigeon Man is high above. There are people he looks down on. He doesn't interact with them because uh, he believes they won't accept him. Uh, I mean, they came out in the same year. But they did I, come I, out the same year. I think it's just... It, it I depends. think it's coincidental. It might be coincidental. But who knows? Um, no, and to your point about... Um, can, can, can a bunch of pigeons really carry a man through the sky? 
there there was a a fan theory that pigeon man actually jumped off the building and committed suicide and that arnold had um his his mind unable to process the trauma had come up with this alternate story of pigeon man flying off with the pigeons right but right. the creator of the show has shot that down and said that very much that, that pigeon man is very much alive so um to he, all those fan theorists sorry he, he but, showed up he showed no. up in the 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 movie that they they did uh the the jungle movie which is supposed to be like the series finale he shows okay. up in that so he, he is very much alive good um, oh, but I have to mention, you know what city they show him in? Paris. Ah, yeah. Okay. So how about that? Maybe there's so, something to that connection. So he makes it over to to Notre Dame, and he takes yeah. care of the 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 descendants of all of the pigeons and birds that uh, Quasimodo took care yeah, of. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it's um, all connected. It makes it's perfect all sense. Connected. Um, yeah, I read somewhere else. I don't think it's true. It's like. That was how the, the episode was originally supposed to end. He was supposed to jump off, and they're like Nickelodeon said it was too dark. Somehow, I don't think anyone would have, in their right mind, would pi- would would pigeon would pitch <laughs> would pitch that to Nickelodeon and expected it to be you know accepted. No one would pigeon that to them either. I mean. Yeah, um, but I think it's um, it's a very good example of one of those episodes that sort of has like a moral or just is more like kind of like a more emotional episode, uh, which Hey Arnold uh, definitely had a handful of episodes like that to the point where I think it's what the show is best remembered for. I would say so. And I think that what I look back on fondly are on most about the show are those episodes because the, the, there are some funnier episodes. I know the the ones we'd previously talked about weren't um, as as funny as I uh, would have hoped or maybe had to remember them being. But um, Pigeon Man, that episode, I think, still really holds up in terms of the the emotional beats of it and really the the message of you know this person not um, feeling uh, comfortable around other people. And not being able to trust other people and that given a chance, though, he's able to have that connection. And that is, like I said earlier, like that's kind of the thesis of the show, because that comes up so many times, um, especially with those more um, eccentric or uh, unusual characters in the city. Um, You mentioned Monkey Man. I'm pretty sure there's a there is a there is a Monkey Man episode. Yeah, so there's an episode with him being connected to um, all of Arnold's um, neighbors at the boarding house all have their own kind of eccentricities or um, things about them that make them a little odd. Uh, but still, you know, we, we see Arnold helping them and connecting with them and showing that they belong and, and have um, something to contribute to the city. Um, even, and this is maybe the closest example, uh, from the second episode field trip, when Arnold goes to the zoo and finds the, um, the old turtle lockjaw, who's 
pretty like beaten up and he's got graffiti all over his shell and um you have arnold and his grandmother break into the aquarium and uh set lock joffrey like there's there's this very much this this running trend i, I feel like i said trend about a hundred times today. <laughs> um but there's the theme of the show is you're for on a me, trend mill <laughs> oh gosh uh, the, for me, the theme is about acceptance, um, which is why, once again, parts of the the humor don't work for me in some of the episodes because it's so much around like, wow, isn't this kid weird um, or isn't this person weird? Um, like even I, one of the, the running gags in the show is um, Helga professing her love for Arnold in private and then this other kid um, with this really heavy breathing just popping up behind her and so she punches him in the face that i think is is, there's definitely a disconnect between that and what the show is going for overall okay and uh i guess i'll i'll mention the episode that i i kind of put a pin in now because there is sort of an there is an episode that does address some of those things so it's called Helga on the couch where she gets in trouble for hitting Brainy in school. And she has to be sent to the new child psychologist that they just hired for the school. And it, 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 a lot of it focuses on like, uh, this is what her home life. It is how her, her parents, you know, put her sister on this pedestal. Uh, how is she, you know, when she was in preschool, Arnold was the first person who was ever nice to her. So that's why she developed feelings for him. But at the same time, uh, the other kids, you know, in her brief show of affection, made fun of her. So her way of sort of like gaining control was to become the bully. Ah. Uh. Um,. And that's so that explain sort of like an origin story Um, there. And then apparently at one point they wanted to make a show about Helga called the Patakis that was going to be on Nick at night. And it would be about her as a teenager. uh, And like Arnold would have like moved to like a different like city um, they might have like briefly been together. Uh, it was supposed to be like a lot more mature, and like Nickelodeon was like, "Yeah, this isn't gonna work." Um, but like that—that's what their idea was for it. Like the uh, the therapist was supposed to be a uh, a recurring character. It was just it it never caught traction. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of like there are a lot of things in Hey Arnold that like they couldn't necessarily talk about either because of just like the time that it was set in, in the the late nineties or just because it was a kid's show. Uh, Hmm. so, uh, for instance, uh, it's heavily implied that Helga's mother is an alcoholic, but they're not allowed to say it. So, uh, Anytime she wants to get a drink, she says she'll she needs a smoothie. 
See, I, I read up on that right before we started, and I was shocked. Yeah, I yeah, never, yeah. That was never. But I mean, like, uh, you, it, I mean, it makes complete sense. There was there was an episode I was watching that uh, they all go to the beach, um, and she takes the blender with her. Mm. Um, and just like you listen to like the way the sort of disinterested, uh, kind of sleepy way that she talks it sounds like she has a hangover yeah okay that um, is surprising yeah uh but like i said as a kid's show um if this was like a show maybe on like abc little you know older audience they could have addressed that but since this is a show on nickelodeon they're not gonna you know spell out you know things about alcoholism um so yeah that was another element uh to helga's uh life and and just like you can see it's stuff like she's packing helga's lunch and she puts um a uh a can of shaving cream in there uh yeah so and then she uh, helga says later on that she uh she trades the shaving cream with Harold because he th- he thought it was some whip topping. <laughs> That's that yeah, is funny. Yeah. Um. At the end of the episode, she actually, um. She she doesn't hit Brainy. She says, "I'm gonna you know, uh, give you you know a free day. I won't hit you." Uh, okay. And I think it implies that she keeps seeing the therapist. Um, hmm. who tells her her therapist figures out that she's just by watching the class and by her you know you know bullying Arnold but also like looking at him that like she, he like it's like oh he well she obviously likes Arnold yeah. and then like she brings it up she says that's not what's going on and then she's like okay well we'll drop it but then Helga can't stop thinking about it so she has to tell her hmm. um and then but like Helga's like, you know, is it, you know, am I going crazy? Like, is it healthy for me to, you know, to be so obsessed with Arnold? She's like, well, you'll tell him when you're ready. Um, as long as you're not hurting anybody, like, th- it's okay. See, now that you, ex- you know, talked about that, I, I am remembering that. And I, I, I think I that's think a really I, good move for the right, show. Right. I, I think you should definitely, uh, I know we have a, uh, a uh, the the free trial for Paramount Plus, which is where we've been watching these episodes. Uh, you check that episode out because I know it's also as somebody who basically does is a, a therapist for families. I would be interested to you, and also uh, I know that it's frustrating to you. You wrote a column about it. Um, we were about Fal- Falcon, 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 and the, the Winter Soldier. How it was frustrating for you how they portrayed the therapist in that show, and just other things you've seen therapist in. So I think it would be interesting to you to see a more positive portrayal of a therapist. Yeah, especially no, since this is the '90s. Still, well, like I don't know when therapy became like kind of normal but like you could definitely see the like in stuff like the santa claus they were still kind of making fun of like the idea of someone going to a psychologist 
Yeah. Um, no, it, it's good to see that the show normalized it. And no, I, I definitely want to check that episode out now. And I'm to, to what you were talking about with the, the spinoff about Helga's family. I, I can't imagine that would have worked. Although I will say that in some ways, I think Helga is the strongest part of the, the show um, just because she has the clearest motivation. And also there, there is this, this fun humorous conflict that she's in and that she feels like she has to, to portray this, this demeanor um, and this attitude while on the other side, she ends up going to like Shakespearean sonnets about her affection for Arnold. Right. And to the point where then they have the school play episode, which is one that I watched because it's always kind of been a favor of mine where they do Romeo and Juliet. She has to get all the other girls to drop out so that she can kiss Arnold. But, you know, it, it, it won't be portrayed as real because she'll just be playing Juliet. And it's just, uh, I don't know. That's just a fun episode. Um, it has, uh, there's the, um, the theater critic in it is voiced by Tim Curry, who like, I was like <laughs> that voice. And then like, it's Tim Curry is like, okay, this episode is, it, it just went up a level. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, if you can get Tim Curry in anything, it immediately elevates um, it. But yeah, but also just like it, I think it's an episode that it makes it makes Romeo and Juliet sound exciting. I've never actually seen a production of it or read it out of the few Shakespeare plays that I've uh, read in school. But, you know, it is one of the things that kind of makes me interested in it. Uh, you should read it. It's it's a it's a good one. I mean, obviously, it's a play that's been adapted in so many different ways. West Side Story. Hey Arnold, Boz Lerman. I yeah, wouldn't necessarily recommend Lerman. that version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so yeah, I, oh man. See, you, you, the more episodes you mentioned, the more I remember that I did really enjoy this show. Because because right. going into this, I remember this not being one of our favorite shows. Like this was definitely for me not on the level of Rugrats and SpongeBob. It was a show we would watch and. We watched, I, it seems like almost every episode. Right. But I never remember loving it to the point of, I don't know, we, I don't think we had merchandise or anything for If we got Arnold. anything, it was just from like Burger King, if they ever had toys. Yeah. So this was a show we, we, we liked, liked a lot, enough, but we, we didn't We saw the movie when it came out, but. Right. So, but. We didn't have the movie on tape like we did with Rugrats. Yeah. But I do have a fondness for. Um, a lot of the episodes you mentioned, and even just scrolling through some of them, um, I, I am reminded how much I enjoyed some of them. Like one I just saw is um, episode with Dino Spumoni. Yeah, Dino um, Spumoni. This kind of uh, he he's he's basically he's a combination of Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra. Yes, um, and like this whole episode where he fakes his death. Um, but Arnold finds out that he's alive still. And just they, they, there's so many odd characters in this and they, they really range. It, well, it, I think one of the reasons why that might be is because, uh, 
what's the name of the, the, the creator? Craig Bartlett. I think that's what his name yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. He is friends. And I think he did some work on the Simpsons. He's actually married to the creator of the Simpson, his wife, whose, whose name is actually Lisa. Um, so he's friends with creators of the Simpsons and in the way that Springfield has a very large cast of characters, not nearly as big, but still, Hey Arnold kind of has that, like the main cast and then like these side characters that you're always seeing. Uh, yeah. Dino Spawn is just a funny character, especially like you listen to the lyrics now and like, they're so like, they're so violent. Like he's talking about like smashing, you know, like, his girlfriend's like belongings because she's you know fooling around though i mean i guess to be fair beyonce made a whole song about that so (laughs) or like how you know this this guy's looking at his girl and that he's gonna punch him so hard he won't be able to eat solid food again yeah it's a it's a bit violent but i think that is also in playing with the uh like the the Dean Martin Frank Sinatra kind of well yeah because Frank Sinatra like actually did get into scuffles with like the press and stuff like that and like had mob ties and stuff like that right and I and I think that's what they're going for there but no I I just bring that up because there are a lot of just the, the you're right the cast of characters is is so wide and I could just keep naming more I, like there are, there chocolate are, boy chocolate stoop boy, kid stoop kid stoop is another good episode where he helps stoop kid overcome his fear of leaving his stoop so he can go now anytime somebody passes his stoop and messes with him he can go chase them <laughs> which is like not arnold's attention no but it you know he, he still helped him right um yeah there are a lot of episodes uh like that um there was one episode that so i told you i watched the christmas episode that like had me in tears by the end of it because mr win is uh his vietnamese uh neighbor who lives Mm. in the boarding house they go Mm. in and what i really like about the episode is they never specifically say like what country he's from but like he tells a story about how he used to live in his country and he had to uh, give up his daughter when the uh, the U.S. Army was leaving. Mm. And then he went, it took him 20 years, but he went to the city that the, he was told where she was, but he couldn't find her. And then Arnold is supposed to get him a Christmas present. So that was that's his Christmas present. And he has all this like difficulty finding it. And then Helga, uh, Arnold is at like this government place. Um, this guy who can look at records and he says, if you can get my Christmas shopping done, I'll help you, you know, find, uh, Mr. Wynn's daughter. And, Mm -hmm. uh, they can get everything except for these, uh, special snow boots. Nancy Spumoni, who I'm pretty sure is supposed to be a reference to Nancy Sinatra, who was uh, 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 Frank Sinatra's daughter, mm. um, the the snow boots, uh, and the ones that Helga wanted all along. And then when she gets them for uh, Christmas, 
she has this dilemma on like this is what she wanted for herself but she also wants to help arnold eventually she you know does the right thing and it's just i don't know like i said i was in tears by the end when mr Wynn's daughter comes and they reunite okay i do remember that one now and yeah that is one of the it's just it's, like beautiful it, touching it's episodes. really heavy for a kid's show but mm-hmm. i think you know uh and it, it it has like a lot of like imagery that like you can see in like actual real world stuff like the helicopter leaving the embassy and people like handing their children mm-hmm uh, there is an episode actually later that uh, uh, they, there, there was actually a Veterans Day episode, which I didn't remember watching. It talks about Gerald's dad who fought in Vietnam, but Gerald's not proud of him because uh, he was just a file clerk or whatever. That one's not as good. I actually think it lessens it a little bit that they actually like say that it was Vietnam. I'm mean, like, mm-hmm. I get, I get like, they, they don't like say like, he even says like, oh, I considered like moving to Canada because like, I wasn't sure what was going on uh, in Vietnam. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, uh, the, the whole message is supposed to be like, Gerald is supposed to be proud of his dad because apparently there was this one time that he saved this guy who was wounded. Um, but like, I don't know, I think the episode doesn't work as well because like, I think the episode should have been more about, uh, even though he wasn't like a hero that like, he still served his country and like doing just filing papers is like, is patriotic. It is, is honorable, but they, they went the different route was like, well, no, he saved somebody's life. Mm. So it's not as good an episode. It's still a decent episode. The The, the main comedy comes from, uh, uh, they say that uh, Arnold's grandfather won the battle, won the battle of the bulge because he had, uh, he was driving a truck of bad uh, meat across like Germany or whatever. He got captured and all the, the Germans ate it and got you know, stomach aches, and then he was able to take over their camp. <laughs> and it's sort of funny because, like, they can say the word Nazi and Hitler, but they can't show swastikas, so they have uh, frowny faces instead of swastikas. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, it's not the best episode. But yeah, a, a lot of the episodes that just, like have a lot of emotion there's another episode where arnold meets like his baseball hero who's retiring mm-hmm. and like they get to like play you know a, a game of catch at the end which is really nice so yeah there's just a lot of a nice episodes uh with all some 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 comedy i i don't know i think that yeah comedy was not i think hey arnold's necessarily its strong suit um, but I feel like it, it was very capable of doing comedy. I feel like, I just think it's a show that I, I really do think despite some, there are some elements, like I think some of Arnold's 
like even Mr. Wynn is sort of like a stereotype, but he, he does have a lot of depth to him because they like there's another episode where they reveal that like he has a beautiful voice and wants to be a country singer. Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah. And then uh, mostly the character of Oscar, who's just kind of like this deadbeat uh, uh, Eastern European guy who's married to uh, this wife that he's just kind of lousy to. So it's sort of like, I don't know if that's a stereotype or if it's just, I don't know if it was based off anybody that the creator knew. It, it is probably one of the more negative things. Uh, but uh, so there are some elements that maybe like haven't, you know, I don't want to say aged well because like they were never, never good if they were bad. Uh, but I think overall, I think this is still a show that like, families could watch that a lot of adults find shows like uh spongebob and like probably like the fairly odd parents as a, as irritating with characters like spongebob and cosmo who are just so like over the top zany like doing something ridiculous every single moment there are a lot of there are a lot of people who hate spongebob uh, <laughs> um where i feel like this is this the show just has good writing that if they could have done if this was like a tgif episode for like abc they could do a lot of these plots in like just a regular family sitcom Mm. um i think being an animation allows them to do a little more um like there's the halloween episode where they uh they think there's an alien invasion and there's all these things I never picked up before. There's so many references to war of the worlds. Uh, the UFO watch guy has the, the voice of the brain from pinky of the brain who sounds like Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his, I think the character's name is last name is actually Kane. And they're like, they go up to like Wells Ridge. Mm. So, uh, okay. So yeah, like some of that stuff, it benefit from having like car- being a cartoon, so it doesn't like have to spend a large, you know, amount of money doing something like oh, they lit up the water tower like you know a, a UFO and they're gonna blow it up with apparently defective beepers that Bob has been keeping, which is like okay if you if you have beepers that you can set to explode, I have some questions about your you know business practices. <laughs> It seems totally legitimate for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that um, this is just a really solid uh, show. And like I said, there are, there are some elements that I feel like now they could do that they weren't allowed to do back then so because there were certain prejudices. Like it's heavily implied that Arnold's – he has one teacher – um, and then he has a second te- teacher, Mr. Simmons, and it's heavily implied that he's gay, but they weren't allowed to say it at the time uh, mm. because he's like very much in. He's the one who directs the Romeo and Juliet play. He's like very like sensitive person. Uh, there's a Thanksgiving episode where he like they go to like his house and he like like introduces like his friend, but like they're not allowed to say that it's his partner. That they're more explicit about when they did the jungle movie. They still didn't like do much. They only hug, but like they were, 
that came out in like 2016 2017 so they were allowed to like do more of that because there were it, people were less prejudiced against that so yeah there are a lot of like just interesting levels uh to hey arnold uh yeah you're you're, you're making me wish i had watched more episodes because i really feel like <laughs> after this conversation that the first episode really is a a lackluster reflection of what the series is overall because right. there it, there is a lot of heart to this show yeah there's a lot of heart but there's also a lot of funny moments um we're recording this on fourth of july uh the, the hot dog eating contest there is a food eating contest that arnold gets into there's also a boat racing contest i think it's the this remember there's just like this snooty guy and his son oh yeah yeah so the, the, those episodes are fun i remember when he's trying to learn how to eat fast arnold has a pet pig named abner is like watch abner look how he paces himself yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you got to and one of the other things going to the to the heart of the show that I think is really memorable and and probably one of the strongest parts about the show is the sense of found family, um, and that you you never meet Arnold's parents directly except in the um, what kind of serves as the last episode before the um, the TV movie that came out years and years later. Um, Arnold reads a journal that talks about his parents' marriage and his birth and their um, their life. Um, because most of it's focused, though, on Arnold's life with his grandparents and the other members of the boarding house, there's this really beautiful theme through the show of, you know, family is what you make it and, and family are the people that are there to support you. Um, and I think that's, once again, just speaks to the, because one of the beautiful qualities of this show that you really don't get from the first episode so that you, you really have to watch more in order to get a, a sense of where this chart, uh, this show's um, real strength lies. Right. Like, uh, even like com- comparing this to like Dexter's lab, which we talked about earlier, like I know I was still pretty, I'm still pretty appreciative of Dexter's lab. You know, it was a very important show, but like I, I definitely couldn't go and rewatch every episode. Like, I think that would just be too much. Mm-hmm. Hey Arnold, I could easily watch every episode. Yeah. Yeah. It, it has more rewatchability to it because of the emotional beats as well as just because the characters are so memorable and they're such a, a wide cast. Um, I, I will note out briefly that technically we were wrong earlier when we said that the production codes and the episodes line up. Oh, they don't? They, they don't. So the, the journal, which is the episode in which you find about Arnold's parents, was the last um, episode produced. And it came out in 2002. But they keep kept releasing shows until 2004. So um, the... Journal is episode of production 519, 520. And then the last episode that aired is 514. So there is also a, a bit of a mix up. Okay. I think, okay. I'm I, most of the episodes I think do though. Most of them. Do. It's, it's really not until you get to that last um, 10 episodes or so. Yeah. And this show was just, it was successful. It was never like the monster hit that like Rugrats or 
I was about to say Hey Arnold. It's like Hey Arnold wasn't the success that Hey Arnold was. No, it was never the success that Rugrats and SpongeBob were. I mean, SpongeBob's still going on. It's been over twenty years. Um, Rugrats only didn't last half that. Last like ten years. No. no I, well, I, I forget how long. But anyway, uh, the shows. I mean, it had a movie, and then the whole the whole point of you know that journal episode was to set up the the movie about it. But then, like, Paramount dragged their feet, and then it was just in limbo for years until when they started re-airing episodes on Teen Nick, they got a lot of, you know, buzz about the show, and the creator had had already, like, told people, like, this is, was, what, what, this is what the plan was for the movie. This is why we did that journal episode. Uh, mm. so they were able to make it. And I, 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 I reviewed the, uh, the jungle movie for the site when it came out and overall I, I liked it. I probably a little less like, I feel like a little bit the same way that the Rugrats movie is kind of like, is a little too different from what the show is about. Where it's like, I mean, the second movie has them like in a giant robot stomping across paris has just like a little like too much for a show that's just about kids imaginations where this was just like this was more about just like kind of like a slice of life kind of show where you have these kids going on this huge jungle adventure is a little like and just like the ideas of like arnold's parents were like these like like heroic like archaeologists or no they weren't archaeologists they were like uh they were like doctors or something mm. and like went to like other countries um it, ju- it just seems like a little different that like it's not necessarily bad it just kind of feels like a different show mm. uh but like i think ultimately it's good that it was able to get you know Especially since we knew what, like, the ideas were for this movie, that it was able to, if anybody's hearing behind me, there's fireworks. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some behind me, too. Yeah, but if the idea, if there was this movie, we knew what it was about. So it was, it's good that it, it got made. You know, I'm not huge on revivals. I know they've talked about bringing this show back. Actually, if the Rugrats show on Paramount Plus does well, um, I, I, you know, I don't think this show, I think that the, the Jungle movie is a perfectly fine way to end the show, especially since it gives some resolution to some other parts of the show, you know, between like Helga and Arnold's relationship and stuff like that. Um I just, I don't think, I I think like the show was long enough. I think it, you know, I'm, I don't know. I I, I just, I I think we tend to spend too much time on old things. And now that we got the resolution that 
we needed we can just be happy with it that's just my opinion i mean if they made a new show and of course if it was good and i'll say well it's good yeah but i i agree that the show did have its time and i don't think that i i would find it surprising for them to do that because compared to some other shows i i don't feel like there's as much of a, a fan community and as much of a push. Um, you know, I think it's amazing enough that they got the the jungle movie set up um, after 13 years. Like that still blows my mind. That they, they did that. Um, but at this point, I feel like most of the, most of the people that were watching it uh, like us uh, have probably lost interest and, and don't necessarily need a, a new series. And I don't, think it would stand out or appeal to i mean i don't want to say it wouldn't appeal to, to to kids today um but i think the the push for it would be based on nostalgia and i and i don't think that would work for current audiences so yeah, i th- i think that um yeah it, it always is a question of like who is this show for uh it, it's you know it's it seems kind of like it's it's a kid show but it's you know, for the people who, I mean, I guess their argument would be like, well, we're just, you know, we're here to show that it's, you know, this concept works for any generation, which might be true. Um, I think I just, I'd, I'd rather just, you know, shows, look at what Hey Arnold did, see what worked, and you kind of like incorporate that if you want to do a show like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there are any shows that are similar to Hey Arnold in terms. I mean, I know there are a lot of shows that have a lot of themes now. I don't know as 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 terms of like about like a group of kids going to school. How many cartoons are about that now? I feel like that's kind of less common now. Um, because they had like this, um, and Doug. And uh, like as told by Ginger, we're all like just shows about kids. Usually shows have some more of like fantasy element now. Yeah, I think you're more likely to see that in um, in more live action shows for kids. Um, and sorry, sorry to, to bring this back, Aaron, but I'm fact checking this again. And the production codes were pretty out of order. OK, for, fine. For most of the show. OK, Okay, I, I'd, I, I'd, I don't work in cartoons, so. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm keeping this honest. Um, like on the, the end of part of the disruption, when they have to call out the mistakes they made, I'm just, right. I'm here to make sure that we, we didn't lead the people astray. Right. I'm sorry that I didn't tell you the right amount of free throws for LeBron. I, I will say I did not fact check how many pigeons were carrying pigeons, <laughs> but I'm sure it was more than nine. Um, but I just like, I, I, I don't know if there's like what the legacy of the show is. I guess it's kind of hard to tell, but like, I, I, I'm assuming there are probably a lot of animators today who the show they watched, you know, people who grew up with Hey Arnold. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm sure it, it has an influence and I think more than anything, it may have that influence in trying to come up with that 
that wide variety of characters with very um, memorable albums to them. Um, I, I will say one of the things that I also didn't think you got a lot from the first episode is the the diversity of the show. Like the, there is a, a fair amount of it um, in here. If you look at all the characters, um, you've got several like immigrant characters, um, different characters of different racial backgrounds. So there, there, there is a, a diversity to it. And in some ways, I think this show paved the way for more diverse shows to come. There were, so, there was something like um, maybe I just didn't, I don't know if I ever knew or just, like, for example, like, Helga's friend Phoebe is apparently half Japanese, which I never caught. But, like, re-watching this, like, it's pretty obvious. There's a, like there's an episode where she greets her in Japanese. She says, no Japanese today, Phoebe, I have a headache. Or, you know, there's, like, something like her dad says. It's, or she has, like, like some poster in, in her room. It's a stuff something I didn't catch up on before uh, uh I, I remember her wearing uh oh did she some, wear like a kimono in one episode i think she wore a kimono in one episode okay but I, I, I just did not remember that yeah it's, it was but a lot no, more apparent rewatching this right um but no they 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 have that um they make they have a few episodes where they review or reveal that uh harold is jewish and i think they actually have an episode about his bar mitzvah so yeah they do do that well, wait, now that doesn't make sense because how could he have a I, – I don't know if this is bar mitzvah because they're only nine. I don't, don't think you have a bar mitzvah that early. Uh, the, the episode is Harold's bar mitzvah. <sighs> okay. I don't know if – I guess – we d- I didn't prepare for this. I don't know how old <laughs> people are when they get the bar mitzvahs. The, the, the point is that the show did go out of its way to have this – um, this city be diverse in terms of its um, the, the racial background of characters, as well as um, e- even some of the uh, socioeconomic um, backgrounds. There's there's an episode with um, with Lila Arnold's crush, um, where you find out her dad is unemployed and she gets upset because she's got no way to. Um, bring lunch to school and so the other girls at school help her so oh okay th- yeah that sounds familiar for a second i was going to say there's because there's an there's a a girl at the school named Rhonda who is wealthy and then they they like lose their money and it's all about her like adjusting because she's like a very snooty person uh yeah but no this the the, the show is very I mean, much. Gerald's mom bags groceries at the grocery store, so they are like a lot of like different Arnold's, you know, grandparents, uh, you know, are you know in charge of this boarding house. So yeah, and it, on top of just the you know some of the diversity in terms of race, like also the going back to, to something I mentioned earlier, just, but how the, the show embraces differences, um, in, in showing like, okay, there's, there's episodes with, um, a, a kid who, um, clearly has some sort of, uh, learning disability. Um, there's, 
um, episodes with uh, Big Patty, who is not, uh, he doesn't fit like the uh, stereotypical standards for femininity. Like the, the, the show really wants you to understand that like everyone in the city, whether they're the kids or they're adults, do not fit any strict mold. And we're seeing that through Arnold's eyes as he comes to help them and help them come to terms or, you know, solve their problems. Mm-hmm. I well, You know, there's actually an episode. I know we're running kind of over this. There's an episode where they actually tell Arnold to stop helping them with their problems. And they're like, stop trying to help all the time. See if you can actually like go a day without helping people. I do remember that. Yeah. And then like at the end, they need him to come back, which I, I don't know if it was a good message. Like you need somebody else to help you with your problem. But then again, I mean, if you need help with somebody can help you, it's not necessarily Arnold just happens to be really good at it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if you're looking for a show that's similar to this, the, the closest analog for me is Arthur. Yeah, Arthur. Uh, I always thought that uh, Binky and Harold were like the same character. And sometimes I would get them confused, except Binky is like a dog or something. <laughs> well, I don't know what Binky is. Well, and, all the characters in Arthur animals. Yeah, and Harold is a, per- a person. But they're, they're basically like the same character where they're like, they're like a bully who has a softer side. Yeah. Who's kind of pathetic. But then, like, they show elements. I mean, I don't think they ever... I mean, if, if if they ever revealed that Binky was Jewish, then I would cry plagiarism on somebody's part. But I don't... <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- th- there are some similarities there. And I know I've definitely uh, miscalled Arthur and Arnold by right. the other's name. Right. So. I will also say that it is kind of confusing when you have a character named Gerald and a character named Harold. Yeah. Yeah, that was maybe not the best choice. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I think we've talked about everything. I just, I would just say if you have Paramount Plus, I would highly recommend checking out this show. I don't think. Based on my experiences, this isn't a podcast about Paramount Plus. I wouldn't say that I have been convinced on what else I've looked at that it's something that you need to get unless there's something on there you want to watch that I maybe don't watch. Uh, but definitely this this is a uh, a point for them if you, if you want to watch it or want to subscribe subscribe to paramount plus yeah at least until all the uh avatar the last airbender spinoff shows come on there oh okay so there's there's something but so uh yeah that was hey arnold uh josh do you have uh anything that you're working on or something that you did that you'd like to uh plug um no (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I, no, I, I, um, I've kind of dropped the ball on my, 
uh, couch potato column. Just a, a lot of things coming up. I'm I'm moving later this month, so not had a lot of uh, mental energy to to think about those things. So uh, I hope to have one out sometime soon, but no no promises on that. Um, but I do have my monthly podcast with Bill and Alex, the, the, the TV break podcast where we talk about the month in TV. Uh, we're scheduled to record that this week. So that will likely be in your feed soon, probably around the same time as this. And yeah, that's a great place to find me. Um, theoretically you could find me on Twitter, but you're not going to find much there. So good luck. Yeah. Um, as for me, um, I don't think I have any reviews planned. It's been a while since I forget the last thing I reviewed, what that was. Um, you can definitely check, uh, for my older reviews. Uh, when I mean older, I just mean like a few months ago. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter at Aaron Cernecki, I'm usually just talking about movies that I've watched. Uh, I watched Malcolm X recently by Spike Lee, which I thought was very good. I think it's a movie that everybody should see. Um, I also watched uh, Infernal Affairs. That's Infernal with an F, uh, which is the movie that The Departed was based off of. And The Departed is a shockingly uh, faithful remake of. Hmm. Uh, so that was on Paramount Plus, which I was not expecting. So uh, if you're interested in that, uh, you, can, you have Paramount Plus, I would say definitely give it a shot. But uh, thank you, Josh, uh, for joining me for this podcast. Yeah, no, I'm glad we got to, to watch this show and definitely recommend if people are interested, they, they get a second to, to watch a few episodes. Maybe skip the first, though. Uh, no, I mean, maybe don't start with the first. Yeah. Yeah, no. Thanks, everyone, for watching. And remember, until next time, when you have a head shape like a football, you have to order custom clothing.